Hello there, I'm Melanie Newton, and this is Series 4 of Satisfied. The Series 4 podcasts enhance the profiles of Perseverance Bible study. This study examines the lives of four Old Testament men who stayed true to their walk with God through long and difficult lives. Their examples teach us how we can do the same, and we can learn that there is a reward for that perseverance. You can find this Bible study at my website, melanienewton.com, as well as at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Ready? Something is going on somewhere in your country, in your town, in your neighborhood, or in your family that's got someone upset, nervous, or in a panic mode, maybe even you. It could be cancer, a disaster, job loss, death, enemy attack. For those of us who like to plan and control our environment so that our loved ones and ourselves can rest, relax, and be productive, these interruptions to life are very hard to bear. So we try to escape to something that makes it go away for a while. A feel-good movie, a book, or a retreat, or perhaps other not-so-healthy things. But then we get back to the rough and tumble of real life and find that whatever is stressing us is still there. Most stressors don't last just for a day. More like a month or a year or even a decade, right? Jesus said to his followers that we will have trouble in this world. All of us. It doesn't matter where you live or how much money you have or what kind of success you have gained. It doesn't even matter how much faith you have or how faithful you have been to God in your daily work and life. Some troubles simply come from living in this fallen world and are common to everyone, like illnesses and natural disasters. Other troubles, such as persecution and rejection, are related to being a child of God living in an unbelieving world. Then there are those we inflict upon ourselves because of sin still present within us, our own bad choices, or troubles that others inflict upon us because of their bad choices. Either way, we get stuck with the results. Maybe that's what you're experiencing right now. So in order to not only survive, but also to thrive over a lifetime of ups and downs, you and I need to have something called perseverance, something the Bible says is good for us. But perseverance is only learned when there is a challenge to our comfort. And who likes that? What is perseverance? That's not a common word that we use, but the Bible talks about perseverance a lot. We use the word endurance more often. Endurance race, endurance test, Endurance is a good word, but it is not as intentional as perseverance. By definition, perseverance is holding to a course of action, belief, or purpose without giving way. Holding to without giving way. It refers to active staying power and tenacity to hold up under some long-term burden, not just getting stuck in traffic. It carries the idea of whole life experience. It is the quality that enables a person to stand on his or her feet when facing a storm head on. That reminds me of our family's experience backpacking. My husband, Ron, conducted a wilderness camping ministry for 20 years. So we've done a lot of backpacking. One time we were in the White Mountains of New Mexico with another family. Our youngest daughter, Heather, was six. As we started to walk out on a ridge between two mountain peaks, 
I could look out and practically see all of New Mexico. That was awesome. But then the winds hit us. I'm not kidding. It felt like 100 mile per hour winds, although maybe it was just 50 mile per hour. My little girl was about to be blown away off the ridge. So I grabbed her hand and held on to her so she could stay on her feet in the windstorm until we got safely to a place of shelter from the wind. Wind's trying to blow you down, but you keep standing and moving forward. That's perseverance. The Greek word used often in the New Testament means bearing under. It's holding up a load with staying power, tenacity and stick-to-itiveness. But you have to be under to bear under. That requires some kind of weight. A good analogy is how we as women can prevent osteoporosis. Osteoporosis is a condition where bones have lost so much density that they look like Swiss cheese, full of holes making them weak. That's not good for anyone, especially for older women. What we want to have are bones of iron. That requires regular intake of vitamin D and calcium, plus load-bearing exercise. Nutrition alone won't develop strong bones. Bible study alone won't develop perseverance. Staying on your feet and moving forward in a storm does. Sadly, for those of us who are book learners, we can't learn perseverance from a book. <laughs> Only by going through suffering. <laughs> James chapter 1 says that suffering tests our faith, then perseverance through that suffering matures our faith. So how does that work? Testing refers to the process of melting down rock that is suspected of having gold in it. It is tested to see how much gold is in it and to remove anything that's not gold. Fire melts the ore, the heavier gold metal sinks, and the weaker crud that's not gold floats to the top. Then it is skimmed off, leaving just the real stuff. The gold in the ore was already gold before being melted, but after melting, all that is left of the ore is pure and is useful for making jewelry and money and decorations. You know, beautiful stuff. The testing of our faith is on faith that is actually there. That's one thing you can rejoice about. You have faith worth testing. Gold in any amount is beautiful, isn't it? Jesus uses those tough times when we are under stress and pressure and pain or suffering to float to the surface the parts of our character that are not so beautiful, not so strong, not so godly. And if we let him, he will remove that not so beautiful stuff and strengthen what's left so we can persevere. We'll have stronger faith. Not only that, perseverance accomplishes something else in our lives. James chapter 1 verse 4 says that when we persevere through any pain, distress, or long-term challenge, we will be mature complete and lacking nothing, and even have joy in the process because of the reward at the end for that staying power, for holding on without giving way. Motivation by reward helps, but we need one more ingredient in the mix in order to hang in there over a lifetime. We need hope in this difficult world. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19, hope is described as an anchor for the soul. Don't you love that image? The picture of an anchor giving security and stability to a ship in the midst of a storm, that is what hope does for us and more. Our God is faithful. That is a fact. 
We can trust Him through present difficulties and pains. So we can hold on to Him without giving way because we know the outcome. Biblical hope is not wishful thinking, but a confident, eager expectation of a coming certainty based on the character of God to back up His promises. Our hope is rooted in the faithfulness of God. That hope enables us to persevere through the rough and tumble of real life. Empowered by faith and sustained by hope in an always faithful God. We live in the time period between Genesis 3, when sin entered the world, and Revelation 21, when God does away with all sin and its effects. Where there's sin, there is decay, destruction, and death. Relationally, emotionally, physically, hard stuff is going to happen to everyone, even the best of Jesus' followers. Jesus said so. James and Paul repeated it. This is foundational. Sometimes we're promised by other people that if we just have enough faith, nothing bad will ever happen. Have you heard that? It's a nice thought. Is it possible? Yes. Is it reasonable? No. And when bad things do happen, we're blown away, or we're so disappointed we give up on our faith walk. But Jesus doesn't promise an easy time. He puts it right out there in John chapter 16, verse 33. So we will know in this world you will have trouble. Trials of many kinds. This is the time period in which we live. And if we are going to faithfully persevere, we're going to have to accept this. Not like it, but recognize it and not be discouraged. God is working during this time in history. He says, okay, I'm going to use those very things, those tough things, to develop something in you, my daughters, so you can get through life faithfully and have joy in the process. When James said, you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance, this knowing is gained through living it, not through head knowledge, not gained through just reading about it, I mean, I can read this and believe that it's true in my mind, but until I've experienced it myself or walked with a friend through a trial so I can see it's real, it just sounds like pie in the sky, churchy kind of thinking. Remember how I said that if we let Jesus do it, He will remove that not-so-beautiful stuff and strengthen what's left so we can faithfully persevere and have joy in the process if we let Him there's a choice to not let him. You have to choose perseverance for it to finish its work. What would be the opposite? Whining, complaining, grumbling, anger at God, giving up, using an acceptable but unbiblical practice of your culture to fix it, whatever it is. We forget where we're going with Jesus. We move, change jobs, divorce, Avoid, blame, consider ourselves victims, buy our way out, drink and drug our way out. You've seen your friends do this, haven't you? So have I. Maybe you've done it. I know I have. But if we will let him, Jesus will remove that yucky stuff to make us mature and complete, not lacking in anything needed. That's what it means having what's necessary to live out Jesus' life in us. It doesn't mean perfect. We're not promised perfection in this life. But God will finish His particular work in us before He takes us home. For you and me, God has things for us to do. 
kingdom work to do here on earth during this time between Genesis 3 and Revelation 21. And he needs us to be mature, to be grown up. It's hard work to grow up, isn't it? I'm not good at letting perseverance finish its work when I have a way out. What about you? It's like exercising. I know I need to do it, so I get started, then I get sidetracked, and I don't get back to it. When I don't have a way out, I'm pretty good at persevering. That's the value of backpacking. You're stuck out there. You have to bear under the load and complete the trek in order to get out. God's way of developing perseverance in our lives is this. Prepare by instruction, learn by experience. Have you noticed this in your life? Our instruction comes from the Bible, especially viewing the work of God in the lives of men and women during much of their lifetime. We can see God's faithfulness to them and be confident in His faithfulness to us as well. He is the same God. In Romans chapter 15, verse 4, the Apostle Paul writes this for us. For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction, that through perseverance and the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. When we look at life just with our own eyes, we can become fearful and pessimistic. We think to ourselves, nothing's going to work. I don't know if I can get through this. But when we look at the Bible and see how God empowered everyday people like you and I to face their challenges, the Holy Spirit uses that scripture to strengthen us and to give us courage that we didn't know we had. God is the best teacher. So in this study called Profiles of Perseverance, we're going to look at what was written in earlier times for our instruction through the lives of four Old Testament believers, Joseph, David, Elijah, and Nehemiah. By looking at their stories, we gain a long-term perspective about God's faithfulness to them as they persevered over many years, not just during a scene from their lives. Together, we will discover what it means to be sustained by hope in the faithfulness of God, enabling us to persevere in the rough and tumble of life. Are you ready to develop perseverance in your life? If so, I want you to remember these four action steps. They are like lane markers for our race. I'll repeat them in every podcast. Number one, choose to persevere through every challenge. Number two, count on God's promise to give you hope. Number three, let that hope sustain you through the rough and tumble of life. And number four, celebrate the joyful reward. Let Jesus satisfy your heart with hope as you persevere through everyday life. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, and this is Series 4 of Satisfied.